coming back in for the fourth episode of the Dumbbells and Diets podcast. We are a couple of normies hoping to bridge the gap between everyday fitness, bodybuilding, and the nutrition that applies to both. Okay, so there has been an absolute ton that's going on in our lives here lately. Um, and, and one of the things that we realized is that we had started this podcast with the intention of having a weekly rhythm. Uh, but being parents and me a student and owning a business and Missy being a full-time uh, nurse manager, um, we realized that maybe <clears throat> that's too much pie to bite at one time. And so we're going to slow this down just a little bit. Hopefully provide you with a little bit more information per podcast. Um, and we're going to do this every other week. So that's the first item of news. All right, the next bit is that, you know, the, the, for me, I told you all about the injuries that I've uh, sustained. And I'm really starting to, uh, to gain some good ground. It's, it's been at the hands and the guidance of uh, a really good physical therapy team out here in S Sandy, Oregon, where I live. Uh, I, I got to tell you just how much of a benefit it is to have... Uh, a group of physical therapists that one that listen but two that communicate really well and, and help me to understand uh, you know the mechanics behind what I'm trying to accomplish to, to rebuild these range of motion so it's just been a really a really big benefit to me and has gained me some confidence back in the gym uh, especially with my overhead movements um, that being said as a result of you know being able to uh, to overcome some of these uh, range of motion issues I'm actually starting to be able to stack some plates on the push movements, but I gotta tell you, Missy, it really feels good because it's been since July uh, since I've been able to, to actually get any sort of pump and feel like the metabolites are, are in those muscles. <laughs> Has it really been that long? Yes. <laughs> 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 Seems like it was yesterday. I know. Well, um, so <clears throat> moving on, uh, I'm I'm still on uh, on the same macro. Uh, set that I was at the last time that we talked, that's 425 carb, uh, 250 protein and 70 fat. Um, I've been kind of just settling into that, allowing the, the weight to continue uh, to move at that, uh, essentially about a half pound a week, which is appropriate for, for my body weight, aiming for one and a half to two pounds a month overall lean mass. Um, mm -hmm. And the purpose for that is uh, we're trying to do a, a very long-term bulk phase. Uh, a lot of folks, they they'll try to just eat as much as they can and pack on the weight. And what they don't realize is that the majority of the weight that they're putting on is, is not good weight. <laughs> it's not the muscle weight. And so, but and, yeah, exactly. And so when they get to that cut phase, it's a lot more painful or they don't get to a cut phase at the end or, or rather they get to a cut phase too soon and then they have to sacrifice some of their prep time where they should be building muscle uh, going through yet another mm -hmm. mini cut. Or they cut and what's underneath is not what they were expecting. And yeah, well, and it, let's be real. Each and every time that you do a cut, no matter how hard you try, uh, you're going to lose some lean mass right? in, mm -hmm. in any sort of deficit, no matter how you, good you do at it, how well you adhere to your protein intake. At some point, you're going to lose a little bit of lean mass. Um, <clears throat> and so you want to avoid that as much as possible. Um, and so the, the concept there is to do a very slow lean bulk and gain a very slow steady pace so, uh the the last little bit i would say is that um you know just i as a veteran i suffer from some insomnia <laughs> <laughs> i may or may not keep missy up at night oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> we tired <laughs> uh, but I, I i my coach uh put me on to a, a supplement called ashwagandha root which has just been an absolute miracle um, and 
normally once I'm into an insomnia night, it's really hard outside of taking some sort of, uh, you know, uh, sleep aid, quote unquote, that puts you down like a trained rhino. Um, there's really no way to, to get on top of that. Um, and ashwagandha root for me, anecdotally, uh, so far has been a really big miracle and I really appreciate uh, the effects on it. So I can either, um, you know, preempt knowing that it might be a, a rough night or if I wake up at one o'clock in the morning because I'm starting and I need an extra few. That never happens. <laughs> Three to five times a week. Um, <laughs> Uh, I can I can get myself back to sleep within about a half hour, which is really nice. So, um, for those of you out there that struggle with sleep, or struggle with sleep regularity, which is you know really important for uh, you know developing lean mass mm -hmm. um, and recovery, uh, sleep is absolutely critical. So ashwagandha root, I definitely highly recommend it. Anecdotally, I've only been using it here for a couple weeks now, um, but I'm really excited. Yeah, the ashwagandha root has been a game changer for sure. And I also think it helps. We This last week, we brought over a fire pit from our other house. Um, and we have probably been out on our back deck every single night with this fire pit going. That's been a game changer too. And just having a, a place to like escape for yeah. a little bit, you no, know? Absolutely. It's it's really nice to be able to sit out there and just kind of enjoy the, the fall air and, and not freeze your booty off. I know. I've, I've brought my work out there a couple times too and just like... I lit a candle, I lit a fire, and I was just working on my computer. Uh, it was so much fun. But speaking of fun, you guys, this last week, we kicked off in our Dumbbells and Diets Facebook page a four-week weight loss challenge. And we are so excited. We have a, a number of participants that have submitted their initial weights and are committing to four weeks of just working on themselves, their health, their fitness, their nutrition. And that has just been such a fun thing to like put on for for our people that that yeah. are with us every single week well it's it's really it's fun because it's a competition but also it's it's a really good opportunity for these folks that are in our enclosed group to to get some you know kind of one-on-one -on -one coaching mm -hmm. as far as how to approach you know tracking you know a, a lot of our our new competitors have never tracked before yeah they're just now starting to commit to, to finding a healthy life and they, they have all of these questions. And so it's just been really nice to see the way that everybody approaches it. Well, just realizing like how much food you can eat. I, I think we've blown some people's minds who have reached out to us when it comes to like their calories and their macros. And it's been it's been just fun to work more one on one with with our followers. So right. thank you to everyone that's been following along with us. and. Uh, is participating this month. We're gonna most definitely do more of these in the future. I, I don't see how we couldn't. <laughs> but anyway, you guys, it came to our attention also that last week we we just had some audio issues. Again. Again, we cannot figure out what the heck is happening. This week's gonna be better. I All right, so it. disclaimer here, right? We said at the start in our intro that we're normies, which means <laughs> that we are not technologically advanced despite the fact that my career used to be in tech. You're supposed to be a techie. Listen, I resigned that card a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I was not an AV guy either. You're so, supposed but... to be the brains of this operation. <laughs> we're, we're in trouble. <laughs> no, seriously. We will get this together, uh, and we appreciate the feedback that we've gotten. And, and, and on that note, um, all of the feedback that we've gotten from our audience so far is, is really helpful, and, and we look forward to more. And we look forward to more questions too. Mm -hmm. um, and we do a lot of topics that we've decided on already, but we're going to start doing some question and answer uh, 
episodes here pretty soon. And, and if you want to get your questions in on one of the episodes, make sure either to join the Dumbbells and Diets podcast, uh, Dumbbells and Diets Facebook group. <laughs> this this Hefeweizen's hitting pretty good. <laughs> um, <clears throat> But, but seriously, join the Dumbbells and Diets Facebook group where you can ask your questions there. Um, or you can also message us on any yeah. of the Instagram platforms. Um, along with it, just leave a comment uh, here on any of the podcast outlets. So, so anyways, if, you're trying to, if you're trying to find us on Instagram, by the way, uh, you can find me at missyburke1. Um, you can find us at, the, at dumbbells.and.diets because that's what was available. Yeah. Um, or, or Keith's as well, which is... Keith.w.cook. There you go. Wait, I lied. Keith.wyatt.cook. <laughs> you would think I would know my own Instagram handle. So speaking of the Facebook group, um, a lot of good questions come out of there. Um, and I find that the, the folks that we have in that group uh, have a very similar mindset to a lot of my, my lifestyle clients. Mm-hmm. And they have a big confusion about the importance of each of the macros, specifically protein. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that it's one of the, the first skills that, uh, you know, as I, as I work with my lo- new lifestyle clients, um, and I get them tracking, uh, I notice that the majority of them, uh, under eat drastically their protein. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is common actually just kind of across the por- the board, even me coming with, you know, a pretty strong nutrition yeah. background, a medical background, as I started getting into tracking more, I was severely under on protein consistently. <laughs> So I, I think it's more common than most people think. You know, when they look at their diet, they think they're getting enough. But when you actually sit down and start tracking it, you yeah. know, I was very surprised with with my results as far as my macros go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I would say between the two communities, the lifestyle community and the bodybuilding community, our bodybuilders are probably going to be a little bit more prone to be focused in on the protein. But I would say that I, I've even found a, a few of those folks that are still undershooting what they, they should be uh, going for. So I, I just wanted to spend a little bit of time today talking uh, about you know the, the importance of protein and, and kind of how to approach uh, your protein uh, composition for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I guess the, the best way to start the conversation about protein is really to talk about body composition mm-hmm. and we can't talk about composition without talking about skeletal muscle structure um, so a lot of folks think that because they haven't trained they don't have muscle that's not the truth no, no matter who you are <laughs> you've got some sort of skeletal muscle structure otherwise you just be a pile of bones on the floor that's incapable of holding yourself up yeah, well we, we need our muscles regardless of, of what you're doing to to walk to the bathroom to go to the kitchen yeah. your body requires muscles to to make those movements happen and and they're developed from the start from when you're a baby it, it, you start developing the skeletal muscle uh, further uh, by adding resistance to gravity learning how to walk uh, Even learning of, how to like lift your head up uh-huh. I think that's one of the baby's first things learning to sit in an upright position that all takes muscle memory and, and muscle to accomplish even the most basic things absolutely so at the at the core of this concept is that no matter who you are you've, you've got some sort of skeletal muscle structure and when we talk about body composition we're talking about how visible that muscle muscular musculature structure is <laughs> yes <laughs> my big old lips getting in the way um and, and so when we're t- again when we're talking about the body composition we're talking about how much adipose tissue is surrounding 
that skeletal structure. And for those of you who don't know what adipose tissue, that is just a really fancy word for your fat. Um, <laughs> how much fat or adipose tissue is covering that skeletal muscle, right? And, and, and so the, the concept here is that um, it's easier for some structures uh, to be more visible. For instance, your, your biceps, uh, you're going to see those uh, at a higher body fat percentage mm -hmm. uh, than you will your, your abs. Um, That's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> but think about it like this, right? So uh, your, your body fat's in, in, in a similar state to a, a lake that's being drained, right? Mm -hmm. um, and your, uh, your skeletal muscles are uh, kind of akin to uh, the rocks and stumps that reside under the lake. Uh, some of this, the rocks and stumps at, uh, nearer the edge of the shore are going to become visible sooner. Uh, with a l smaller reduction in the water, mm -hmm. whereas it might take a more more reduction in the water to get some of, to some of the, the lower rocks and stumps. Well, it's the same thing, in a, like we were just saying there, between the, the abs and the biceps. Um, some structures are going to take more of a reduction in your body fat to become apparent. So folks talk about how abs are made in the kitchen. It's mm -hmm. the truth, because you no matter who you are, you've, you've got some sort of abdominal muscle structure. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to hold your trunk up. So, this just sorry, this reminds me, I, I had a college professor back when I was taking a class for just nutrition and fitness, and he, he like drilled it into us, like, you can do as many sit-ups as you want, but unless you are working to like reduce your fat and, you know, getting your heart rate up, like, no one will ever know how phenomenal your abs are. Like they're just hiding under there, waiting, waiting yeah. to be unburied. Yeah, absolutely. And so, to to narrow this down, um, for men, for you to get that full, lean, uh, visible ab co uh, composition, you need to be in the ten to twelve percent body fat range. And for women, it's the eighteen to twenty-two percent range mm -hmm. is when it starts becoming more visible. So. Yeah, I I love how you say you know that the abs aren't made in the kitchen because it is absolutely true. You guys, you cannot out-train a bad diet. Your nutrition is key when it comes to getting the, the body composition that you want. And I've, I've heard it said so many times by numerous trainers and nutritionists that probably 80% of the results you're gonna see when it comes to your body and your physique is nutrition-based. Only, you know, about 20% actually comes from the work you're doing in the gym, which is very important when you're looking to, to build that skeletal muscle. But if you're not supporting all of that breakdown of your muscles with adequate nutrition to refuel your supplies of protein to refuel your energy you are not going to get the results that you want in the long run and this is this is a long game when we're talking about our, our physique and yeah 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 and, and and that's not to say that uh, that the work that you do in the gym isn't imminently important um, you can't make any improvements in your physique <laughs> if you're not out there pushing well absolutely um, but it is absolutely critical. It, you can't reach uh, that body composition. It, it, for instance, if you're sitting in the 25% body fat range for a man, you can't get visible abs unless you go into a caloric deficit. Mm -hmm. You'll simply stay there. Um, and that adipose tissue, that fat will simply stay on the abdominal uh, region. And to kind of bring us back around, you know, when we are talking about hypertrophy and, and building up the muscle, what we need to understand is, you know, when you are working out, you are actively tearing down muscle fibers, which might seem a little 
you know, opposite to, to what you think because you're going to build muscle mass. But as you create those micro tears, your, your body is repairing it via your protein. You need your protein to rebuild that muscle that you've broken down. So the proteins that you eat are building that back up. That ends with hypertrophy, which is going to increase your overall muscle mass. Yeah. And, and those, uh, those micro tears is actually where the doms come from. It's the trauma that you're feeling from having to repair uh-huh. <laughs> that tissue. So that's what that's why the the saying "no pain, no gain" while it is kind of cheesy is accurate. Believe it or not. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about how protein supports this goal of hypertrophy and and growing mm-hmm. muscle mass and and achieving a body composition. Whether we're just trying to improve our lifestyle, if we're going to be a competition athlete um and there's a lot of different opinions scholastically on how much protein is required to um to support muscle growth Mm -hmm. Uh, the usda recommends at the low end though a recommended daily intake of 0.8 grams of protein per 2.2 pounds of your body mass that is absolutely the minimum amount of uh, protein that it takes to prevent a variety of negative effects such as wasting diseases and hyperthyroidism, right? So if you, if you just want to stay healthy uh, mm-hmm. at a minimum 0.8 grams per 2.2. When we're talking about actually creating muscle, about hypertrophy, and especially for uh, strength or physique competitors, um, who are undergoing a lot of uh, vigorous training activity, uh, the, the recommendation is anywhere from uh, 0.5 grams per pound to 0.95, uh, sorry, 0.9 grams per pound um, on the low end. And we generally prescribe our, our competition athletes one to one and a half uh, grams per pound. So if you're trying to calculate that, you would take how much you weighed, and you know, if, if you're going with what we would typically prescribe for a competition athlete, it would be either your body weight, because that'd be times one, or your body weight times 1.5 would yeah. give you roughly the amount of grams you're needing to consume on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So some of the important things to understand about protein is that it, it, it's critical whether you're in a surplus at a uh, energy balance, which is what we call maintenance, or you're in a deficit. So in a surplus, we're trying to eat, eat, you know, a a healthy amount of protein so that we're feeding this uh, muscle protein synthesis process in which we create new muscle tissue. Um, In a a deficit, we're still trying to achieve the same thing, right? Because as we reduce our body mass, your body doesn't just target your adipose tissue, your fat tissue. Mm-hmm. Some of that tissue that's going to be reduced if it's not being properly fed is your lean mass, your protein, your, your muscle mass. Which means if you're not feeding your body with that protein, you're losing this weight. It's possible it's pulling from your muscle mass, which would be counterproductive to your yeah. your goal. And, you know, it's funny, and I, I, I tease a lot of my clients about this, you know, as they start to understand the importance uh, of, of protein in a deficit. Um, and I, re- I relate it this way. If you're not eating enough protein in a deficit, whether or not you're trying to become a bodybuilder or not, 
the only thing that you're doing is becoming a smaller soft person. You're still reducing that muscle mass. So you're, you're not going to get um, even that quote-unquote toned look that a lot of uh, fitspo types like to advertise. <laughs> so, um, and, and the other thing that's really important to understand about protein is that it has the highest thermic effect of the three macronutrients. Your thermic effect is, is, is the cost, the caloric cost to, uh, to metabolize, to digest and absorb that protein. Um, so it means that when you're eating, uh, that your protein costs you the most to, uh, to just convert. So let's get to the meat and potatoes here, or maybe not the potatoes, because this is not about carbs. Today is all about proteins. Um, we get this question all the time from our followers on Facebook, from our clients that we're working with, and it, it's what can we eat that will help us get to our protein goal? Um, and specifically, you know, how can I hit my protein goal without going way over on my fat? Yeah, and that's really important, right? Because there are some higher sources, uh, higher fat uh, sources of protein and lower fat sources of protein. Mm -hmm. For instance, ground beef, um, if, you, if you don't get the, uh, the lean ground beef can get you in trouble really quick. Um, so let's talk about some reliable uh, protein sources that are low fat that you can rotate through that are actually pretty good to eat. Mm -hmm. um, for instance, boneless, skinless chicken breasts and thighs. And it's really important to get the, the, the skinless, right? Because that's where all of the, uh, the adipose tissue of the chicken <laughs> lies. We don't want to eat that. That's the juicy part. Yes, hey. But there are other ways to make it taste real good. That's true. The barbecue. Hey. We broke up the barbecue this last week, and yeah. that's a next level chicken breast you've yeah. been making. Yeah, absolutely. But there's also a lot of different ways to, to prepare it with, with salts and seasonings and garlics and etc. Uh, so there's, there's ways to have lean meats that still taste really, really good. And the kids like it, so it must be pretty good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're not just talking ourselves into it. Um, <laughs> on top of that, whitefish uh, are, are really good sources of high-protein, low-fat uh, uh, intake. Um, talking about uh, fish like tilapia or cod uh, or, or any other whitefish that you can get a hold of. Um, tuna is another great one. And, and while tuna is already pretty low in fat, they actually have an even lower fat content tuna can out there. You can get about 22 grams of protein. And I think it's like a half gram or one gram of fat per can. Yeah, um, I, I will never forget the morning. <laughs> we were we were new in our dating relationship here. And I said, you know, I think I've been low on protein lately. And this is like seven in the morning, right? And I have my bowl of oats. And uh, the solution was he walks up to me with a can of tuna he just opened. Um, you know you're dating a bodybuilder when he hands you tuna for breakfast because you're low on protein. Listen, it's like candy <laughs> to me, so it didn't seem like a big deal. Not usually on my breakfast menu. <laughs> um, with that being said, tuna is a really great way to go. I, I will caution you, especially with uh, tuna or swordfish or shark or any of that, you have to watch it out how many serves per week. I think it's one to two serves per week that you can have without putting yourself in danger um, with, with mercury poisoning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely watch for that. Um, another great seafood choice uh, is shrimp. Um, <laughs> and let's just be real, who doesn't like eating shrimp? It's fun. It's um, fun. Obviously, for those of you that, that are shellfish 
intolerant. I apologize. That sucks. Um, <laughs> I would hate that life. I'm sure that I have my own things that you get to do that I don't, though. Um, but what all of these sources don't uh, 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 address so far, though, is your iron content. Uh, oh, yeah. And especially for my female competitors, it's really, really important to have uh, management on that. Um, and if you're not careful, your red meat sources are generally higher in fat unless you get specifically low-fat sources. And so. you can talk about other ways too, and we probably will in future podcasts, ways to help supplement iron, especially with women. Um, I know I'm baseline pretty anemic, so we've reintroduced having a red meat night. Um, but anyone who has heavy menstruations or, or excessive bleeding more so than normal, you really have to watch your iron and make sure that you're, you're supplementing that in some way, or you're going to start feeling really fatigued and it's going to start affecting your performance in the gym and just your everyday life um, if you're not getting enough iron in your diet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but uh, to to address some good red meat sources, uh, flank steak is, is a... <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, I it's, just giggled. <laughs> it's a, hey, there's a reason for that too. It's yummy, yummy in my tummy. Um, so we're looking at per ounce, you've got six grams of protein and 2.3 grams of fat. So. It's not something that you're going to eat for every meal, but uh, a few times a week, I would definitely, uh, definitely utilize um, flank, well, flank steak just because it's so dang good. Yeah. Um, and if you've got the fat budget for it, which it's really, it's not overly taxing, uh, it's, it's a really great source. Um, and I know that Fred Myers puts out a, it's a 93 or 96% fat uh, or lean ground beef that we've been eating. And the statistic on that is per ounce, it's six grams of protein and 1.1 grams of fat. So that's Which is pretty good for ground beef. Yeah. And we've been able to start having hamburger nights. So yeah, it's, it's really efficient. Um, now to compare that to uh, a, another great source of fat, which is, or a rather protein, which is wild caught salmon. Um, and salmon is really important, uh, wild caught specifically because it does have your omega-3 fats, which are really important for uptake uh, of uh, your, your uh, vitamin A, E, K, etc. So ladies, do what I did and find yourself a fisherman who will <laughs> catch you wild salmon from the ocean and you will be fed for life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun habits, eh? Okay, so um, those are the, the animal-based protein sources um, and it's it's really critical to have those um, in your diet for the specific reason that they contain uh, all of the essential amino acids they're complete proteins now while our vegetarian or vegan um, athletes do have uh, uh, ways to uh, to to get their their proteins in mm -hmm. you do have to supplement a, a few of them like leucine yeah. Um, but one extra thing I would say, especially for uh, assistance with food volume, um, either for you know our smaller athletes who uh, aren't accustomed to much food volume, that's me, or for those of us uh, that are uh, you know in a surplus season and eating a ton, a ton of food, and we have to be economical with the volume that we eat so mm. that we can still hit our macros. Um, sometimes it's really good to have uh, a protein powder on hand. Um, and 
I will caution you here though. This day, this day bulges into a very nasty realm where um, it's not very regulated. And so you need to make sure that you're doing your research on what's on the nutrition label. Mm-hmm. Um, some things to be very careful um, is the, the grams per scoop, right? Or, or grams per serving. Um, so for instance, we use a, a dynamitized casing um, that is 25 grams of protein per serving. So you have to read the label because we thought for forever one scoop was a serving and we found out later that a serving was actually two scoops. So we've been underserving ourselves on protein for a little while there. So read your labels. Yeah, that's an attention and detail error on my part. <laughs> um, but it's really important uh, with a lot of them, they, they put in fillers or, or extra flavor um, to, to make it taste better, mm-hmm. uh, the con- uh, the texture, etc. Especially with the whey proteins, it's really important to be careful. Some of the things to take a look at is the cholesterol per serving. Um, some of them are, are real high to the point where you can you can actually get yourself in trouble real quick just by taking a regular dose. Yeah. Uh, along with that is is it efficient on carbohydrates and and specifically added sugars per serving. Because they want them to taste good, right? Yeah. So, so a lot of them have just some sneaky ingredients, and you're gonna throw your carb count or your sugars through the roof if you're not careful. Yeah, and then the last thing I would say is take a look at the price per serving. Um, if you're paying two dollars plus to get a scoop of protein, I don't know if that's effective for me. Uh, I'd like to see something closer to a dollar per serving. I think. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that there's a lot more experienced folks out there that, could, that have got some good sources, but um, I think where we've found a sweet spot is in there around about a dollar per serving. Yeah, and this is really helpful, as Keith was saying, for people who struggle to get enough protein. I know I generally don't do as much food volume just because I get full really fast. So having to hit my protein macros purely through eating you know, meats and whatnot, like I, I struggle to get my grams in before I'm stuffed. So it's been really helpful to have a shake I can drink at the end end of the day. We do our, our 8 p.m. feeding, <laughs> as we call it, and we make our protein shakes. Um, or to start the day off as I get the kids ready for school, I can get you know 25 grams of protein in me before my day even starts, and that's definitely helped. And I know other people struggle to, with, with food volume, yeah. um, so it's definitely helped. And there's, there's, there's more considerations when it comes to protein powder, whether or not you're going to use a whey isolate or whether or not you're going to use casein. Um, both of them, you know, both anecdotally and uh, scholastically are effective. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really uh, what is better for your experience. Um, I know that digestively the whey protein isn't the one that makes me the most... Welcome around around the house. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And on top of that, uh, I really find that it helps keep me asleep longer at night. Um, We talked a little bit earlier about how I have uh, a little bit of a challenge staying asleep when I'm I'm hungry. Um, Casein is a slower digesting protein. um, And so I'm being able to drop, uh, you know, a a protein drink before dinner, um, I I think has, has been helpful along with obviously the, the yeah. innovation of ashwagandha root in mm-hmm. my daily routine um, that's helped me stay asleep longer. So 
I'm just kind of food for thought there. Long story short is that if you don't have a game plan for your protein, then you're missing out. Um, whether you're in maintenance, whether you're trying to increase your muscle mass, whether or not you're trying to reduce your fat and still find the muscle mass underneath, at some point, if you're not eating enough protein, you're hurting yourself pretty bad. Um, so I hope that we've given you enough information to get a good start. Um, and of course, if you've got any questions, we, we talked about it before, please ask. We'd love to help. Yeah, you can, again, always find us on our Facebook group, the Dumbbells and Diets um, group. You can find us on Instagram. You can always drop a comment um, and, and provide feedback via the podcast as well. And you guys, if you liked what you heard today, uh, please consider subscribing to us, follow, give us a comment, and leave us a five-star rating if you liked what you heard on whatever podcast outlet you are listening in on. And you guys, we want to get this message out to as many people as possible. So take a screenshot of our podcast, share it to your stories on Facebook and Instagram, and don't forget to tag us at Dumbbells and Diets, tag Keith, tag Missy. All right, that's all folks. Hey y'all, if you're committed to taking that next step and beginning your weight loss journey, or you're interested in our competitive coaching services, you can find our website at www.k2fit.biz. That's www.k2fit.biz, where you can fill out an application to train with us. We look forward to working with you.